You're listening to Body IO FM with your hosts, Kiefer and Dr. Rocky, where cutting edge science meets the razor's edge of health and performance. Hi, everybody. Before the regular show introduction for Body IO FM, I just wanted to give a quick note that there's a little bit higher usage of colorful language and expletives in this episode than you've probably become accustomed to on Body IO FM. So I just wanted to warn everybody in case you do listen to it with your kids and you're worried about such things. It's not excessive by any means, but it is slightly more colorful. Welcome to another episode of Body IO FM. This is your host Kiefer and Co-host Dr. Rocky Patel is not in studio today. Uh, he unfortunately had to go see some patients out of town, um, get, collect some blood work for first responders and uh, try to get them started on their program. Uh, so I'm, I'm flying solo today. Uh, we mention our sponsors every show, High Lead Athletic Wear. Check them out on the website. Uh, you know, great clothing, pretty easy to be sponsored by a clothing company because they're you know, it's clear they're going to live up to their promise, unlike possibly Quest Bars uh, that are currently undergoing a lawsuit. I ho- hope you're not sp- sponsored by by Quest, Scott. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Uh, and this show obviously never will be. Um, but anyway, we, we've got... Uh, oh, and I just want to say, you know, everybody who wants to sponsor the show, if you've already bought... Uh, any of my material, Carb Backloading or Carb Night, you are sponsoring the show. You're making it possible. And so I I very much appreciate that. I'm, I try very hard not to take on sponsors because I want to be able to say whatever I want to say. Um, so uh, that's pretty much the intro. And today we've got Scott Paltos, who's actually become a longtime friend because he just bugged the shit out of me. Well, still bugs the shit out of me to make sure that I don't uh, completely ignore him i think i've i've known him for like three or four years now it's been a while four Four years years? wow four four yeah four yeah that's what i was thinking you were you were there right at the beginning i mean i think i published the first article on car backloading and you started trying to get in contact with me yeah it was it was literally i think our relationship come december will be four years yeah maybe sooner maybe sooner i may have started earlier i may have had an underground interest on it and found out from a couple buddies sooner than that but yeah it was right when that first article came out i i non-stop bugged the hell out of you yeah. <laughs> that's an understatement that's an understatement <laughs> so anyway everybody this is uh scott paltos uh you know been a big fan of how he trains people his attitude uh his success in training people his methodology and uh, luckily he's been a fan of my nutrition protocols so Wanted to get him back on the show so we could talk about his his training and also how he structures diet for himself, which, you know, the last time I saw him, it may not be a good idea to talk about diet too much uh, for himself, but for his clients, <laughs> <laughs> he, he does, you know, he Don't does, be some, jealous. Be jealous. <laughs> yeah, he does some great programming uh, across the board. So uh, you've already said hi, Scott, but why don't you... Tell the audience a little bit about uh, your background, which is, you know, very impressive. And, cool. uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Uh, well, I mean, first off, Keith, thank you for, for taking me on and, and doing this today. I mean, it's, 
it's pretty cool. And, and like, you know, between you and I, it's, it's always a pleasure, you know, doing stuff and talking to you and, and just bullshitting at the same time where, you know, we can kind of get a lot of things out there and, you know, help a lot of people the right way. Um, so, I mean, thank you for, for one. As far as me, um, I mean, maybe besides you, I may be the, the coolest person around. Um, <laughs> for real, though. Uh, I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a gym, gym owner in northern New Jersey. It's called uh, Pump CrossFit and Performance in East Hanover, New Jersey. Uh, I've been involved with performance training for over 14 years now as, as a coach and, you know, pretty much my whole life, you know from competitive sports growing up to the highest level in the NFL to strongman powerlifting competed in CrossFit for a little bit as well. Um, kind of bounced around a lot in training. And as far as my methodology and stuff like that, I mean, that's, I'm going to say it's over the years, it's, it's really been built by one being lucky enough to, to work with some of the top coaches in the strength industry, um, you know, next to, as well as hand in hand, as well as, you know, building relationships with, people who know what they're talking about and, and understand what really, you know, gets people to the goal that they want. Um, it, it's been pretty cool. I mean, it's a cool trip. You know, we're a definite pump is a very definite breed of, of athlete. You know, our pumpsters, you know, from little kids all the way up to adults. I mean, they are every walk of life and you know, what we do here is, is kind of special. You know, I don't know if it's, we're the only place that does it, I mean, there are a lot of very good gyms and performance centers out there. I think we do it the right way, and, and our people certainly uh, show the results at the end. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty cool dude. I mean, the, the hard part for everybody is they really can't see me right now, too, um, which is a letdown for them because I am not only uh, radio-friendly but camera-friendly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to reserve judgment on that one. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> I saw you on camera a few minutes ago, and uh, yeah, I was happy when you turned it off. I am I am jacked up right now on caffeine. I just want you to be aware. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's what we like on this show. Uh, yeah, you know. and we're going away as a family. So we're leaving in less than 24 hours to actually take the first week's vacation I've taken in, in forever. So... It's like, it's like an ultimate high right now to know that I have to train this afternoon and tomorrow I get to hang out on the beach for like a week, you know? That's awesome. So I'm pretty psyched. Yeah. Congratulations on the vacation. A lot of people forget to take those and apparently you have, I'm going to guess your, your wife is kind of the impetus for that. Um, yeah, Dana, Dana definitely grounds me. There's no doubt about that. I mean, she is, you know, my biggest support system as far as the gym and me personally, whatever I do. So, I mean, that's, that's really special to have. And especially when someone is planning to uh, really just make sure that I stay on focus, not just with the gym, but with my family and, and everyone around. I mean, if I didn't have her, it'd probably be 24, seven, 365 work. And uh, we know how that can end up for most. Yeah. Pretty much consumes everything. That's what Cooper is for me. He grounds me. He makes sure that I leave my apartment every day or else he's going to leave a surprise somewhere in the corner of the apartment that I'm not going to want to deal with. Have you ever, have you ever stepped in his duty? No, no, he's actually, he's never had an accident. Uh, he, he's pretty impressive dog. Yeah. He's never had an accident in the apartment. And one time 
I forgot to take him out for like 24 hours. I felt oh, no. it was, it was when I first got him and I just, you know, I thought somebody else had taken him out and it turned out nobody taking him out and he went 24 hours and not an accident at all. So he's, he's almost as impressive as I am. That is, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he's not speaking now too. But you know, we're working on that. You're working on it. You're working, why would I even doubt? Why would I doubt? <laughs> Well, yeah, let's talk about, I know, you know, just since I've known you, your training has evolved uh, quite a bit. And, you know, when we were first talking, you were, you weren't training CrossFit, but you were training for CrossFit quite a bit, uh, which, yep. you know, we all know has a big endurance component to it, but also a strength component, a power component, so on and so forth. So, uh, how, you know, how, how have things evolved? You know, it's been kind of interesting to to pay attention to that as, as little as we do talk, you know, when we do and catch up, I always get kind of a snapshot of how things are progressing. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. go ahead. Well, we, we, once there was a point where, you know, kind of with my training, I, I got a little stagnant and it was the typical stuff. I mean, I, I probably fell in the same rut as a great deal of, you know, other strength coaches where they concern themselves so much with everyone else's training and they forget about their own or they just fall into doing the same stuff over and over and over again. And, and I think maybe there was a couple of years where that kind of happened to me. You know, it, it wasn't so much when I was done playing in my early twenties, but <clears throat> maybe when I, you know, hit the cusp of 30 ish, you know, it was like, all right, I, you know, it was, it was training, it was coaching, you know, I was doing my own thing, but you know, maybe it was just more of just the monotony of it. So when we decided that we would affiliate ourselves, you know, I say we, but me, when I decided to affiliate with CrossFit right. and, and opening up Pump, it was really, I won't lie, it was for more of a look for people to see it on a marketing side. I mean, you know as well as I do that, you know, when, when someone walks in the room, when they're 5'10", 5'11", 235, 240 pounds, you know, they have a presence and certain individuals who are looking to train you know, may not go with that person because they automatically assume they want to get that person bigger and stronger and just, you know, bulky. And, and I think that's maybe something that, you know, I fell into a rut with my business, you know, but then when we opened a pump with the affiliation of CrossFit is it gave people kind of an idea of, okay, well, this guy isn't just about lifting weights and isn't just about, you know, the typical, you know, training regimen. So in that whole lure of opening up, it was basically a, an onslaught of, hey, Scott, you got to compete. You got to compete. You know, you're super strong. You have conditioning, you know, that you've always done and you've always programmed. Like, what about competing? And I said, no, I really didn't want to. In all honesty, uh, it, it was not something that I was really looking forward to. And the main reason of that was because there's so many things that I'm not good at, you know, and there's so many things that being at the age that I'm at and trying to compete with kids it was, it was going to be hard, but I guess after, you know, after I was bugging you and you and I started hooking up with, with some help with my nutrition and all that. And on top of that, I kind of re rehashed my programming a little bit. You know, we found that we can have some serious success with it without having to, to worry so much about the, the weaknesses. Right. Now, you know, there have been a time where my weakness have, weaknesses have been, you know, shown full out and I get it, but 
you know, when you're 30, your mid thirties and, and late thirties, and you're trying to compete with kids who are 18, 19, 22, 23, 24, there's a different concern where there's a different amount of volume that they can handle. Um, so what that basically did was evolve my training. It was to, I guess, I don't want to say master, because I don't know if I'm the master at it, but to really focus in on <clears throat> what people can be really good at and what people are really good at, including myself, and then work those weaknesses as they go, or, you know, hopefully hide those weaknesses, which sometimes, you know, competing in CrossFit, you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it came down to where we were training and we were, we were conditioning and doing that. It was still with the philosophy of, the stronger you are, you know, the more fit you're going to be, no matter what, the, the more volume you can eventually handle, the more, you know, strength endurance or, or lactic or alactic endurance you can build is very simple or it's simpler than, you know, going out for long runs and trying to build, you know, your cardiovascular system that way. Um, it just wasn't, wasn't feasible, but at the same time, you know, for my own training, it then grew into, you know, a more advanced version of what pump was because we're having people of all walks of life walk into the gym and you know, they're coming in and they're lifting, they're lifting and they're learning how to lift super heavy and move loads that are super heavy, you know, through powerlifting movements, through strongman movements, you know, through some weightlifting and Olympic stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, conditioning them more like an athlete, conditioning them like as if they were an elite sprinter or conditioning as if they were an elite football player or, you know, true athlete, not even, not even a runner. And, you know, people get huge results from it. And then when you look at it, it's like, well, that's kind of how it is, you know, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be strongman, whether it be powerlifting, whether it be athletics, you know, the, the faster you're able to move a heavy load and, and the more conditioned and the longer you can do it, the better off you're going to be. Um, so, so I guess that's where the, the programming kind of comes in, in tune. Um, the cool part about it is because one, I've been on a platform, uh, two, I've been in, you know, strongman competitions, three, I've competed in CrossFit. You know, I have an idea of, you know, a lot of different things, you know, on top of all the performance background and training athletes for years. So we have fun when we do it. And I, and I think that sometimes gets, relatively forgotten in most programming is people still need to come in and enjoy what they do. It doesn't mean that they're going to do what they want all the time, but they're going to learn to enjoy things that may make them feel uncomfortable or they learn to enjoy getting comfortable while being uncomfortable. Um, so I guess that's where, where the programming has kind of evolved to. Um, you know, the cool part about it is, through the relationships over the last couple of years, you know, not only through CrossFit, but every spectrum and every modality of training, you know, people that I've been able to run into, it, it really, it seems to have taken off. It's, we're not the only facility that tries to do it. Um, you know, when I say try, we actually do it. There are facilities that try. Um, I'm lucky enough occasionally to, to go into those facilities and help them. Um, that's kind of how Dinosaur Strength Camp evolved. Um, but it's really, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's hard to, I guess, put a tag on it and say, oh, we do X, Y, and Z. Because in the end, we do A through Z plus one through a million or one through infinity. Right. Um, Actually, I'm going to interrupt you because you hit on a key point, which is something I've been saying um, ever since, you know, coming up with Shockwave 
And and you actually do have, you know, you say you, you cover A through Z and and everything beyond and above that, but you know, your core principle I you know, I think from what you're saying is, you know, this focus on strength and power. And yeah. I've been if if you go through, you know, everybody's got their theory of time under tension, which uh, you can prove is total BS through isometric exercise and the lack of benefit you get through that. Um, and uh, super slow training, you can you can find that that does not uh, over time really produce exceptional results. So this time under tension, uh, you know, time under tension or whatever you got tempo, you know, all these yeah. different or volume or, you know, all these different things you talk about. One common factor you can find in the literature is it really is highly dependent, uh, and I would love for somebody to do a meta study or to do a, to join up with somebody to do a meta study, and it's the power production that you really start to see all the benefits of any type of training. So that's you know power is really simply the amount of work you do in the time you do it, and new research has actually shown that. Um, that also includes how you do each repetition. The more power each repetition has, the more benefit you get out of your training. And that, and so that's that uh, velocity curve that I always try mm-hmm. to get people to hit with the shockwave training. You know, the faster you move the weight, the more power you produce. It actually causes an inefficiency in the muscle, which makes it produce more power, of course, uh, but also gives you a much higher training effect. So, you know, what you've stumbled... I won't say stumbled on, but what you've built is essentially a power-based training system for each type of athlete, which, you know, is, is genius in its simplicity and, you know, brilliant that you've come to this through kind of the experimentation and experiencing all these different training modalities. You know, the NFL, I'm sure that training was totally different than uh, CrossFit, was totally different than your strongman, was totally different, you know. Than everything, but you know, I'm I'm betting that key component that you focus on uh, very intensely right now is that power production. Mm-hmm. Is that? I mean, it, I mean, that's that's down to it. I wouldn't call it genius, and you know, I wouldn't say we stumbled upon it. Um, like you said, like it, in all honesty, though, you, we kind of did. I mean, it was taking a number of of modalities and figuring out where you can get the most crossover for each modality without sacrificing a person's gains. Um, I mean, neural wise, you're just, the more recruitment you get out of a muscle, the the more efficient you're going to become, the more powerful and the faster you're going to become. I mean, it's the whole, I guess, like zombie apocalypse theory of, you know, the strong will, the the strong will survive. Well, no shit. I mean, that's not, that's not even a, a, a decision to think about. I mean, if you can move something very quickly and efficiently, you know, and you can do it repetition after repetition and you learn how to do it over a period of time. Well, physically, you're going to look completely different from when you start, you know, right. now you tag and you add in the nutrition aspect to it. Now you're talking about an athlete, you know, even an individual. And I, and I consider everyone an athlete, doesn't matter what level, but that athlete's now going to be physically stronger, mentally stronger. You know, endurance wise, you know, from strength endurance to aerobic endurance to anaerobic endurance is going to be more feasible or be able to maintain a higher percentage of of possibility strength or potential strength. Um, I mean, it's 
there's no question. I mean, people look at each other aesthetically as well. I mean, no one really, maybe people do, but I am not one of them who like to look at waif models and be like, wow, that's fucking awesome. That's just not me. And, you know, there are people who are, and there's nothing against those people who enjoy skinny. Like, I don't like skinny. I don't like soft. I don't like big and soft, and I don't like skinny and soft. I, I, I prefer people who have a little bit of muscle, you know, and it doesn't have to be someone who's jacked and ripped, but someone who's got a little bit of muscle will, will prove that they can handle things better. And, and that's just not physically. That's mentally and emotionally as well. That's someone who may have a different level of confidence. You know, there may be some, some level narcissism to it but at the same time that person can be a little bit more confident in their life they may be and and i don't know the study i don't even know if there fucking is a study but you know someone who physically is more fit will have a tendency in my opinion you know or at least people that i've ran across to be a little bit more successful you know and be a little bit more not even successful but positive you know in how life is you know it's not woe is me every morning you know it's like wow i got a morning it's time to get after it um you know, I guess that's also is part of it. I mean, part of that training and part of, of building a better power base and, and a more efficient power base is, you know, a positive environment for you mentally, being able to accomplish you know, a lot of things pretty easily. It, it's, it's interesting you talk about the research because there's some, you know, I'm not sure many people would pick up on it and uh, relate it back to what you're saying, but there's, there's been some great research, especially in cognitive science lately, to show that you're, you know, we, we kind of have it backwards. We always think of the human brain as the center of logic, as the center of, uh, you know, being able to be good at mathematics, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it actually turns out that the way the brain conceives and interacts with the world through the body is what defines, you know, not only makes us good at mathematics, but defines the mathematical structures we come up with, you know, it's very interesting okay. stuff. Uh, so what you're, what you're saying and you know, what you've realized is, you know, not only is there this confidence uh, that definitely you see, you know, being more in shape, being more fit, uh, that definitely it, there's all kinds of chemical things going on in the body that do affect the brain and uh, can definitely help with uh, certain emotional problems and things like that. But on top of it, it actually does make you more competent at thinking. You can think more logically. You can tackle problems more effectively. And we've got the reverse research on that where we've shown people who are overweight and obese and uh, don't move. So very specifically that they don't move. I'm not. The, the research shows that it really relates to movement, how much you move during the day. Uh, that correlates actually with your IQ. The more you sit, the more sedentary you are, the more out of shape you get, the lower your IQ gets. Now, this okay. is absolutely not something where people can say, oh, fat people are stupid. That's not the case. You, you could actually be overweight and still move a lot and very often and train, and you still get the uh, same benefit. Um, so it's, you know, it's really this idea of the more you move, the more in tune you are with your body, the more physical it is, actually, you can help preserve or possibly increase your IQ over time. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you're increasing your proprioception of, of your environment around you. I mean, just by moving itself. I mean, there, there are, I mean, that, those studies are, are definitively done where if someone can have a better understanding of their environment and can survive in their environment, 
you know, then they're going to last longer. They're going to figure out things and problem solve much faster. So, you know, I completely agree with that. Completely. Well, I don't care if you agree or not. The science is there to, to back me up. (laughs) I I actually remember just about too many weeks ago that you told me not even to endorse you because you didn't want me to be a part of anything. So I said, okay, I will no longer ever endorse you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't about endorsing me. I was speaking and you were giving this great endorsement and you know, I just I didn't want to seem like you were a plant in the audience, you know, and that I had conscripted you to come over and just say great things. Um, you know, it, it was more, you know, I don't want to taint anybody's opinion really other than the information I have. Um and, and you You're speaking like you in the taint. What was that? You like I didn't kick you in the taint. <laughs> 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 that would have been great. Yeah, the the reaction from you was priceless. I wish we would have had some video of that. That was great. That would have been good. But oh. yeah, so you know there there's so many components that go into fitness and training and athleticism, and and people just you know were the, unfortunately this focus on calories in calories out and you just need to burn a lot of calories gets people to do things like running. Or you know, monotonous activities that aren't helping you uh, as much as, like you said, you know, your training methodology and power production makes you wasteful. It will make you burn more calories than running, which is actually a low power production type of activity. Um, and that's why, like you said, you look different when you start focusing on strength and power. And it's because your your muscularity changes, uh, and and actually your endurance changes significantly. You get this great capillarization effect where you can get more oxygen to the muscles faster. So your endurance increases. You know there there's all these great things, and and then people go out and run on the treadmill for you know an hour or two hours because whatever fitness magazine said, hey, burn ten thousand calories in a workout, um, and their entire workout is on the treadmill. And, then, and that's, that's the monotony, and I guess the theory that so many people live by, you know, not only in the U.S., I mean, I think it's worldwide. I mean, there are other countries that may be a little bit more advanced, but at the same time, you know, it's not just, and you and I have spoken about this a number of times, not just about calories in, calories out. It just, it's not. You know, it, it takes an efficiency of how to burn energy, how to burn calories, how to burn storage, you know, efficiently so that we're getting to the goal that we want. You know, most, most people's goals are to lose body fat. I mean, that, that's, that's the majority of people in, in, that I deal with, that, that you deal with, and, and most true, you know, coaches deal with, you know, and then on top of it, it's performance, you know, so it's burn fat and then it's performance, you know, they can go hand in hand, you know, significantly. And without that attention to detail, creating a better power base or power performance, you're, you're fucking wasting time, you know, and that's just, you're wasting time and you're wasting money. Yeah. I've, I've actually been kind of geeking out on, um, the thermodynamics of biological systems. Uh, just, you know, I thought this stuff was complex when I was doing it in physics, you know, statistical quantum mechanics and it's in and of itself is complex, but man, when you start trying to apply that stuff to biological systems, it's crazy. And you realize this whole calories in calories out, uh, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's the first law of thermodynamics. It says absolutely nothing. All it tells us is 
you know, if you measure everything that goes in and everything that comes out, that that's got a balance, but it doesn't tell you what your body does in internally with that energy. It doesn't tell you if you absorbed all that uh, food. It doesn't tell you if you use that food to grow muscle. It doesn't tell you if you use that food to grow fat. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you any of that. It's actually a completely useless statement in the context of biological systems. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of people like, you know, Aaron, Alan Aragon like to use it because he says things that are completely useless as well. So he likes to use statements that are completely useless. Um, and, and I think that's pretty ubiquitous. It, it makes people sound smart. Oh, it's the, you know, first law of thermodynamics, but it's the second law of thermodynamics that tells us what the body does with that material that we ingest. And, and you uh-huh. see the difference. If, if you could have two people that have identical diets, but one of them's training and one of them's not, you can't tell me it's like, oh, well, they're both going to gain the exact same amount of muscle because they both, gain, they both eat the exact same amount of calories and, and they both have the exact same uh, new, macronutrient composition in their diet. So it doesn't matter that one person trains and one person doesn't. Calories in, calories out, they're going to have the exact same amount of muscle mass. That's just, that's idiotic. Yeah, uh, it, it well, really does it, show like poor it, logic skills. It, it's it's something that you know I don't even know when or who the fucking first person is who said it, but I mean that it's it's simplicity, and they're trying to I guess find an answer that's simple, and it's well, it's really not. I mean, in the in the end scheme of things, internally the body does something completely different, you know, and whether it be thermodynamics or. or output and what you put towards it, it, it can't just be that simple. It's not just that simple. chemical reactions that you don't know what your body's going to do all the time. You know, so I think once people get out of that and, and that's where, you know, carb night and carb backloading was like such a, I guess, I don't want to say it's, it's still a new kid on the block because, you know, you've been around with it for a while. But it's still, people still cringe and it's like, wait, hold on. Like if I can prove to you and show you that we're going to get this thermal reaction out of eating this certain way, then why don't you do it? If you know, it's going to be more efficient, you know, and, and unfortunately, like you said, it's ubiquitous that so many people out there still believe in, in, in stupid philosophy. Yeah. It, it's kind of but, crazy. But, so you know, I guess stupid is this yeah, you know, people argue it's like, oh, you know, hormonal manipulation with food, that's just idiotic. It's not going to matter, you know, whatever, you know, you're going to gain as much muscle or you're going to lose as much fat, whatever. But, you know, you can pin anybody down and say, all right, <clears throat> if you give somebody testosterone, whose tos- testosterone levels are extremely low, which is a hormone, nobody out there who likes to talk about the first law of thermodynamics or says that it's stupid that insulin has any impact in the body, their, their first response is going to be, oh yeah, of course, testosterone is going to help you put on muscle. But as soon as you say, well, you know, insulin helps you put on fat, they're like, oh, that's the dumbest thing ever. That's so stupid. That's been disproven a hundred times. It's like, are, what is wrong with you? Are you just... Yeah. Are you that susceptible to listening to the bull crap that's floating around that you can't even listen to what you're, what's coming out of your mouth? I mean, it's just so idiotic. And I know you've seen it. I've seen periods where, you know, you, you were training a specific way, but you, we really dialed in your diet and you dropped a lot of body fat while your performance went up. 
Um, and your, and your muscle mass was not sacrificed at all. If anything, you might've actually put on a little bit. I think we did. I mean, that, yeah. and that's the cool part over the, I mean, the last four years, you know, specifically just being able for me, I mean, listen, I'm a fat kid at heart. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Aren't we all? Kid. Aren't we all? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm really a fat kid. I mean, I was a fat kid growing up and, you know, always had to be careful of my weight just for sports. I mean, just to, to fit into weight classes. And, you know, once we started really manipulating it nutritionally, it, I can't tell you that, you know, over the last, you know, three and a half, four years, significant changes in my physique, you know, and we're getting older at the same time. So now supposedly we're, we're manipulating hormones that are, that are digressing, but at the same time facilitating a greater response, you know, through nutrition. And I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, that you can do that, you know, internally through nutrition and through proper training. I mean, again, 37 now it's, it's not supposed to be happening as efficiently as it does. And, uh, I mean, but that's, that's part of what we've talked about. That's part of what you and I have worked on, you know, significantly with me, but also, you know, my pumpsters and stuff like that. And a lot of other athletes that you've worked with, you know, are close friends of mine, you know, we've all been able to do it, you know, and show significant gains and significant, you know, losses in body fat and changing in, in physique. And you're not talking about just people who, you know, are just normal people. You're talking about people that were at a high performance level to begin with, but are able to increase performance at the same time, losing body fat at the same time, increasing every modality across the board, you know, efficiently. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the cool part about it. And it, and that goes back to, it's not just the calorie in calorie out. Hey, eat this amount because you're burning this amount and eat this because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't right. work that way. Right. So, We'll circle back to back around to kind of your diet um, and what we did for you in a little bit, but I, I want to talk about your your dinosaur training because I know you've you've had a lot of success with that. You're kind of getting off the ground with traveling around the country, giving presentations on it. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's let's talk about how you train now and and what it is that you're teaching because. I know my, my audience would love to hear about it. And actually I'd like to get, you know, we didn't have a lot of chance to talk in New York. So you know, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of out, out of you about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, I'll apologize. There's a 87% chance um, that I may get emotional during this. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. And, 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 I, and I say that, I mean, you know why, but uh, right, I mean, yeah. just so the audience is aware. And for those who don't know what dinosaur strength camp is, it was uh, originated about, oh man, almost a year and a half ago, where uh, Mike Jenkins, who recently passed um, this past Thanksgiving, he and I were, were close friends, and you know we, we chatted every day about training, and you know, you're talking about one of the, the world's strongest men. I mean, finishing fourth, finishing fifth, you know, a multiple-time world's strongest man competitor. And we were just, you know, always bullshitting about, well, listen, look at this person. He's going out on a seminar. He's doing this in a camp. He's doing this or she's doing that. And, you know, they're, they're really talking nonsense. So finally, one day we were just training and we said, well, fuck it, man. Let's just, let's put together something that shows what performance training is about. You know, kind of like what you said, the power aspect of, of training along with nutrition and, and along with being able to build not just only the power athlete, but a more physically fit athlete you know, and doing it with modalities that aren't typically used. 
you know, whether it be strongman or powerlifting or, or Olympic weightlifting and conditioning and CrossFit and taking them all and throwing them in a hodgepodge and saying, Hey, this is how you should train. And, uh, so he and I were, were ready to launch this thing earlier this year. And, uh, you know, unfortunately again, with, with his passing again, really sudden, um, it, it kind of threw a wrench in, in how it was going to happen and how it was going to go down. But, what you know after talking to his wife Carrie who is literally like you know a sister to me and you know Dana my wife just said like listen you can't let this drop I mean this is something that you and Mike literally talked about Kiefer we talked about it every day for you know a year and a half you know to make it something important and make it something big not just a hey show up and and talk for a few minutes and then leave and, and collect a paycheck it, it was really to hopefully help change people's lives and, and, and to change people's way of, of looking at training so all that said and all that being done um you know i kind of took the reins of it and like you said it's in its infant stages um we've done five of them um already you know i've been all the way out to oregon you know, I've been local, New Jersey, New York. Um, there are a couple that are, that are being planned. We have one in Toronto. We have one in Boston. We have Virginia. We have Florida. Looks like we're going to have two more in Oregon, um, Atlanta, Alabama. Like, these are all people that have put interest into, you know, seeing what this camp is. And really what, what the camp is, is is what Mike and I believed in, in what training could be and what it should be for people. And what it was that we were going to teach and what, what I teach now is, you know, how to do everything we spoke about a few minutes ago is, you know, teach proper technique and form. It, it's not a camp where you come in and you're looking to just move heavy shit and, oh man, I PR today. It's not that. It's more of a, a mental aspect and, and technical aspect of, of these lifts and how you incorporate them into conditioning the proper way, how to manipulate nutrition along with your training. Um, you know, and at the same time, doing it in a safe environment, you know, seeing what a gym needs to be successful at it, you know, while at the same time, you know, having fun. I mean, I, I always come back to that because for me, if, if I'm not having fun with my training, I don't want to fucking train. You know, when pumpsters don't have fun with their training in here at pump, they don't want to come back. You know, and that's something that Dinosaur Strength Camp is. I mean, if, if anyone gets a chance to go, it's awesome. You know, unfortunately, I'm not the most marketing savvy, so I really don't push it out there as much as I should. Um, yeah, you know that. I, yeah. I'm computer <laughs> literate and marketing illiterate. Um, but I think that's also part of it. That's part of the reason why is because, listen, man, and you and I laughed about it the first time we actually spoke on the phone. It's like, I don't have fucking time to write. I don't have time to pub. Like I got to work with people, you know, I got to work with, with people to get them better. And, and I want to coach and I want to train. And, you know, that's the aspect that we are missing with dinosaur strength camp, but we're, we're getting to, to the end of it where we kind of know now how to handle it. Um, but yeah, it's a weekend, it's a weekend camp. Um, it's either a full day or, or a day and a half, depending on where you are and what you want to do. And it's specifically built for the population that's going to the camp. So if it's a camp that's predominantly coaches that want to learn things and how to do it properly, we build it for that. You know, if it's, you know, uh, an individual more of a high level of competitors, whether it be CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, whatever it is, 
we build it towards that. And uh, I keep saying we just because, you know, literally I think Mike is always with me when I do it. And uh, it's something that, you know, I want to build out. And I want to make, you know, really special and that people get a chance to be a part of. And uh, we're doing it. We're doing it slowly. And, and I don't think it's ever going to be like a worldwide. I end up fucking traveling to Tokyo because I don't want to be called Godzilla while I'm over there. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we're, we're having a good time with it. And, and we're, again, we're in the beginning stages of it and learning how to kind of promote it a little bit. And, uh, you know, definitely you know, it will be a little bit more open and in people's environments and in front of people's faces as the fall comes around. Uh, that's awesome yeah, that's here. We'll, we'll definitely, you know, every time those are coming up, uh, you know, let me know and we'll, we'll announce those ahead of time so people can find out okay. and, and go to these things. You know, you're from talking to you over the years, you know, you're, there's, only a handful of people that I know personally that I really endorse, uh, you know, their knowledge base, their methodology, and just how they treat people. And you are, you by far at the top of that list. I mean, you're just, you're a good guy. So, you know, being able to learn from you is a real privilege that I, you know, a, a lot of people in your, your gym probably don't even realize anymore because they get to have you every day. Uh, you know, the, having someone like you come and present uh, in a city is, you know, a golden opportunity and people really need to take advantage of it. That's cool, man. I really appreciate that. You know, I, I, I thank you for that. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's cool. Like, you know, it's having a relationship with people is huge. And if, if someone doesn't believe in what you're promoting and someone doesn't believe in what you're trying to teach them, then it, then it doesn't work. You know, but if you can get that person to trust you and really believe in what you're trying to, to give them, then, then it makes life a lot easier. You know, and that, that's, that's one cool thing about Pump is that, you know, everyone who comes here is, is very interested in, in making a difference, you know, and, and that makes it easy. So, you know, do they neglect sometimes some love? No, they don't give me a hug and they give me a high five. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, and, and I appreciate you saying that, you know, and, and you know, I think our relationship and our dynamic between you and I is, is pretty cool. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it, it has made a, a tremendous amount of difference in me personally, you know, just from what I've been able to learn from you as well and uh, apply, you know, the right way. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, that's, that's as lovely as I'm going to get with you, so don't fucking pull a hug through the phone or something. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Well, you know how hands-off I am in general. Uh, yeah. Close so, talking. <laughs> yeah. close, close. Um, that's it. Are there some just basic pointers or foundational guidelines uh, to your training methodology? You've you've given us this, you know, ten thousand foot view. But you know, like in in one of your camps, what would you what would you think is one of the key principles that you're you're trying to give to people? Something like you know, either. Um, uh, how you, how you perform the movement? Is there a specific way? Is there a specific goal? What should you always be striving for uh, in in each of these modalities? Is there you know kind of an overriding principle or some gem of knowledge? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really it, it, and I, I it's funny you say that because like I hashtag this and I don't even I just started learning how to hashtag, um, but like I call it crossover 
you know, it, it's the way that I'm able to teach some of these movements and whether it be from a, a deadlift to a clean, you know, a bench press to an overhead or a bench press to a clean or a snatch or something like that. There's a tremendous amount of crossover and explaining it to them so that they understand, it. you know, explaining to when they set up for an overhead press. Well, guess what? In this position, you're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z efficiently, you know, and they're like, wait, hold on. So if I overhead press really well, I can learn how to clean better. And it's like, well, no shit. You know, if you take these principles and you, and you turn your body into more of a machine than it is, you know, than it, than it just kind of moving. Like it's like explaining it proper way. So that movement becomes easy. Now taking a stone and shouldering it now crosses over into you know, being able to bench better, being able to overhead better, being able to clean, being able to snatch, being able to squat, you know, so it doesn't become, you know, every time you bench, oh, it's bench only. It's like, no, wait, this is going to cross into being able to jump more efficiently. Um, you know, I think that's what a lot of people come out of the camp with is like, holy shit, like, that's really, you know, kind of simple. You know, when you look at it, like you said, like a 10,000 foot view, it, it's complexity here it is maybe weird, but at the same time, it could be done easily if people are given the right cues, if people are given the right way to focus and, and mentally see that movement as a whole, not just as a, as a muscle group, you know, and it's actually, we've had a lot of, a lot of success with it. You know, we've had a lot of people you know, come back and, and they've shot me videos and, and they've given me, you know, YouTube stuff and they've given me emails and they've been like, holy cow, man, like you left and all in one day, X, Y, and Z got better. And I was like, well, that, that's cool. Like, that's what I want to hear. That's what I like to hear. I mean, that, that shows that what we're trying to teach is, is, is being caught, you know, and being used. Yeah. That, I mean, that would that be the most significant thing. That's a key point. And since, you know, I think weightlifting is, you know, it, it moved out of that functional side of thing a long time ago and the focus was on bodybuilding is what really brought it into the mainstream. And that t completely misses what you're talking about, the crossover component. You know, people don't think about it. Having a strong incline bench press actually will help you be able to do pull-ups. Your pecs kick in at the bottom of the pull-up movement or at chins. So there's this crossover that we don't think about you know you do bench press or incline bench press for your pecs that's it you do pull downs for your back that's it um and this bodybuilding mentality and i'm not knocking bodybuilding you know training for aesthetics is uh definitely a highly skilled activity you know you've got to know how to activate everything properly in the right balance but you know that mentality bringing weightlifting into the mainstream you know, dropped a lot of this idea of crossover and, you know, how different activities that seem very unrelated will help those other seemingly unrelated things. Uh, you know, like I said, for some people whose pull-ups is, is horrible, you know, I'll have them spend a little bit more time on their chest. Um, and then there's, you know, some upper back and things that they do. But what they find is not only did their pull-ups get better, but because of the work I had them do in this, their upper back strength, their bench instantly got better too because they've got a better foundation. And they're just like, you know, holy crap. Yeah, and, and the pole gets better. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole cyclical thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, like I said, it's a shame that's been lost for so long, but, you know, it, it's also 
fantastic that it's now coming back um, and coming back full force, you know, lead, leading the way in that, that movement and that ideology and helping people to understand that I, you know, is definitely, I, I'm glad that you didn't just kind of drop this uh, with the tragedy that you had to endure that you're going to push forward with this. So that's, it's such a key concept that so many people will never think about unless they're introduced to it by somebody who's, who's been doing it with people and can demonstrate the results on day one. There, there's nothing more powerful than going in and having and learning something, being taught something in a day or two days, and suddenly it translates into results. I mean, that there's, there's yeah, nothing I mean, more I, powerful. What was that? When, when, we're able, when we were able to kind of build out the, the outline and, you know, I've tried to stay with as close to what it was. I mean, it's different though. I mean, without Mike, it's certainly, you know, there are some things that he was incredible at that, you know, he was better at teaching than I was, you know, and we've had to adjust a little bit of it, but the, the premise of don't make it that complex. And I think, you know, nowadays people go to these seminars and, clinics and camps and one well they're like well how many cus am i going to get i was like fuck man like really right. like you know all right well if that's what you're really looking for then then i'm not the right guy you know because we're not accredited you know we're not we're not passing out cus for, for you common you know if they're looking for you know schnazzy t-shirts that i'm going to give out and you know cool websites that i'm going to say hey sign up for two dollars and and you can read what i I do personally, like it's, it's not about that. It's actually about going to these camps and saying, look, let's take everything, you know, let's apply it to what you know. Well, let's make you learn this. Let's cross you over. So you know what the fuck you're doing. You know, I don't need to throw 10,000 things at you. I need to throw five or six things and hopefully two or three stick. You know, do I think that you're an expert once you leave it? No, I, I, I don't. Um, but, I think you have a better understanding of, of what you're trying to accomplish now. And with that idea of being able to utilize the whole body efficiently, being able to start to learn that, you know, musculature is huge and learning how to efficiently use that musculature is, is even bigger. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, we've had some, we've had some real success with it. And it's been, it's been, honestly, it's been a lot of fun going to some of these places and just, you know, completely different styles of life that I'm used to completely different gym styles. And, you know, one place was giving out fucking towels before a workout. And I'm like, you're lucky if I even turn on a fan during the summer. In our <laughs> so it, it, it's been, uh, it's been really cool. And, you know, for me, I'm not typically a very good traveler. Um, I'm kind of homebody and getting out and, and being in places and kind of, you know, get around you know i would say it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun it sucks sometimes because i feel like i'm on the road a lot but in, in other aspects it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun and i've met a lot of cool people too that's the one thing the camp has also brought because it's brought a lot of good relationships with people across the country yeah as much as i hate to admit it those relationships in this industry are key and you know realizing who the good people are to have relationships with. You know, there's some people I want nothing to do with. I won't mention their name no matter what. Um, yeah. And being able to recognize that and attract those people is, you know, so powerful. It just, if you've got good information and you've got a good philosophy, it just helps it spread that much better. And, and that's probably a good segue into the nutrition component. Do you, 
in your seminars, do you talk about the nutrition component or I know you at least do in your gym. So what are the, you know, a lot of people try to overthink carb backloading and they try to manipulate every little thing. Uh, and, and I know that now you don't, we spent a lot of time just trying to find the basic principles for you, uh, to make uh-huh. it easier to construct your own stuff. So what are the, when you explain nutrition, uh, at your gym or at your camps, you know, what are kind of the key things that you give to people to help them make it easier for themselves instead of, you know, focusing on all the minutia and, you know, all that little crap that often derails a lot of people. I mean, I think what we did, you know, what you and I did, um, you know, I've had a chance to work with Jesse for a while now too, just as someone to kind of like answer questions for me and, and help me out in my way, just so I have accountability, you know, is doing the same thing for people is make them accountable for what they're going to do as well as educate. You know, I, I do not know a fraction of it compared to what you know, you know, and for me to pretend that I'm a mini you would be retarded. But if I can relay the, the basics that you've been able to teach me, that I've been able to learn along the way for myself personally, and then get people to understand them, you know, then it's a success. You know, so typically what I've been able to do with, with the camps is I, I brought up multiple, multiple philosophies on nutrition. Like I've, I've discussed to them what paleo really is. You know, I've discussed to them what bring in. You know, I, I brought in carbonite. I brought in carb backloading because it's, it's truly what I firmly, but by explaining to them, you know, but the true, you know, if I'm at across the gym and explain to them, hey, this is what paleo is, like, can you really sustain a life on this? You know, can you sustain, you know, physical gains as long as, as well as a me- a mental and emotional? Can you, can you do that? With nutrient timing, can you consistently build, you know, your life around certain times only? You know, what, what's going to facilitate you to have a successful goal in nutrition, you know? Some people, for some reason, they, they get absolutely petrified at carb backloading. Um, but I'm able to kind of break that down and explain, like, hey, look, like, simply, this is what it is. In the most simplistic way I can possibly do it without trying to then say, hey, guess what? You got to go call Keeper and ask him because he's the guy who's made it, you know, and, and that's not something I'm going to do. I mean, that's the one thing. Do I know how to handle nutrition? completely. Do I have a lot of success with it? More so than not. Um, but for me to then technically give them exacts, you know, I really don't. I explain you have to fit what's going to work your mold and your life. You know, if you're going to be a big fat bastard and eat whatever you want, well, guess what? You're never going to be able to out-train that. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to not eat anything and, and think that you're you know, going to facilitate muscle gains and strength gains consistently, well, guess what? You're going to fail. You know, if you're someone who is fearful of carb backloading, well, why not introduce carb night to the way that you live? You know, why not introduce, you know, understanding that, you know, it doesn't have to be an exorbitant amount of carbs if you're a female for you to have a great response, to have a great recovery response and ability. You don't have to be a fucking sloth you know, on your loads to, to facilitate a gain. It could be as simple as having a cup of rice, you know, that will facilitate your gain. You know, it could be as simple as having, you know, your favorite cherry turnovers, you know, <laughs> to, to facilitate yeah. a gain. 
it doesn't have to be a dozen of them. You know, and, and, I, think, <laughs> and, and I think that's what people, but you know it as well as I do. You probably hear it more than I do that, you know, well, I did this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I'm like, wait, that was your, that was your, that was your load. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like talk about not being reasonable. You know, like, why don't you slowly grow that load to see what your response is? Right. You know, or, hey, guess what? You overloaded, asshole. Like, now let's back off. You know, like, okay, you right. don't need that much. You saw what the response was. And I think it, it's trying to give them that process and understanding of it that way. You know, not telling them, hey, you know, every third night you got to load, you know, prior to the training day the next day. Da, 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 da. Like, no, it's, it's, hey, this is what the purpose of it is. This is what you have to do in order for it to be successful. You're going to have to play with it. You know, I think you've probably seen it, you know, hell of a lot more than I have where, you know, you wanted to give them an exact number, you know, uh, of, of carbs to hit or, or fat to hit or protein to hit. And then all of a sudden it comes back and the response is, isn't what you wanted it to be. It, it it's really not that complex. You know, you start at the very simple, eat your carbs at night. And then from there, you've, you've just got to kind of, you know, learn, like you said, what's going to fit with your lifestyle and your body. And, you know, the, the more time you spend playing with it and learning it, uh, the easier it is to uh, really tune it in for whatever possible event is coming up, you know, whether that's a stressful week at work or, uh, what have you, you know, you can tune it and you can, uh, you can basically eat to anticipate any situation at that point, but you, you've got to be willing to do that work and not just say, okay, I need to know exactly what my macros are today for each meal. And you need to tell me what my targets are. It's like, that's going to work for a little while, but that's not going to cover you for the rest of your life. Yes, exactly. And, 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 but you know, keepers, people don't realize that they want, a distinctive answer that's going to hold for the remainder of their life. So regardless if they want to fucking put on more muscle or they have more muscle, they think the body's still going to work on that original prescription. Right. And it's like, no, no, you silly, you silly, you know, person. Like it doesn't work that way. I mean, look at, look at how many times, you know, you and I had to manipulate it in my training, you know, my nutrition, you know, and how many times since then, and I've had to do it, you know, as well, you know, since then. So you eventually do find a nice little, you know, base plan. But if my training is, is, is prepping for a meet or prepping for a competition or, you know, I still play baseball three, four times a week. So it, it needs to be a, an evolution and a progression no matter where you are in your life. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, and we're, we're pretty much at the end of the show. And the one thing that I always forget to talk about is where people can find you and find out more about you and keep up to date with when you're going to be where. Okay. Um, I don't even know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram, uh, all over Instagram lately. Uh, pump SP. Uh, my email is scpaltos at pumpcrossfit.com. Um, our gym's, Website is, is pumpcrossfit.com, uh, dinosaurstrengthcamp.com, uh, all over Facebook. I mean, we have a pump page. We have the Dinosaur Strength Camp page. We have my personal page. Um, it, it's pretty simple. You search Scott Paltos, and I'll, and I'll pop up in a bunch of stuff. 
uh, writing for, you know, Brian a lot now on Power Rack Media, um, doing stuff like that and, and trying to get myself out there a little bit. Um, you know, I try to go in spurts where I'll write a ton and probably have to stop once the summer's over just to kind of get used to the, the different schedule again back in the gym. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would, that would be pretty much it. I mean, I'm pretty open with people whenever they email me. Uh, I'm really cool at, at trying to respond. You know, typically if, if they start asking a ton of personal questions, I usually just ask them for, you know, the same respect that they would have for their job, that they're going to be asked a, a number of things to do at a job that they get paid for. I'm very similar to that. I do a lot of distance programming. Um, that's simple. If you're interested, you can always reach out on that email. I can give people, you know, ideas of how my programming works and, and the way I do it, you know, from a distance. And, uh, yeah, I do a lot of coaching as well from a distance, a lot of video work, a lot of technical work, you know, across the board in, in almost anything or any discipline. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm really as much, in, and you and I have talked about being a douche and being a dick and, you know, being an asshole or a prick. Like, really not. It's more of just, I think people don't like to always hear the answer right away. And, you know, just in life itself, I've, I've been taught and learned that there's no time to waste. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you the response right away. You know, and it's going to be the truth. It's not going to be, you know, sugar-coated, hey, you know, you're going to do great. Yeah, I can't wait till you lose 100 pounds. It's going to be, no, you asshole. Like, okay. you need to lose 10 pounds. Like, you know, let's, let's worry about that first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's it. I mean, those are the places you can reach me. Those are the places people can check me out. Um, like, my schedule is pretty crazy, but at the same time, I usually update it pretty quickly on all those sites and, and emails and stuff like that. All right. Awesome. Well, Scott Paltos, everybody, uh, is it uh, cross, CrossFitPump.com or Pump CrossFit? PumpCrossFit.com. Uh, you can find, I, I'm pretty sure that's a portal for pretty much everything. Uh, if you just wanna yeah, if you just want to remember one URL to go check out, PumpCrossFit.com. And thanks for making the time to be on the show, especially right before your vacation. Really appreciate it, Scott. No worries, man. You know, anytime, I'm, I'm always there. All right, really appreciate awesome. it. Uh, it's another episode of Body IOFM, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk with you next time. You've been listening to Body IOFM with your host, Kiefer and Dr. Rocky. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more science from the pinnacle of human health and performance.